from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. That's Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovias. We'll give you the daily check down in about 10 minutes. Let's open up the Heaster Automotive Group hotline and say hello to Lincoln Kennedy, part of the Las Vegas Raiders radio network. Uh, and Derek Carr is a point of fascination for a lot of teams now that he's been released. And he's uh, been talking to teams like the Carolina Panthers. Lincoln, thanks for the time. How are you? I'm doing well, Joe and Joe. Thanks for having me. So, uh, who is Derek Carr? Like, I, I'm on board. I want the Panthers to go ahead and, and make this happen rather than draft a quarterback, draft a potential project. But who is Derek Carr? What did you see with him there in the Raiders? Well, when you turn it back to hands of time, and I've, I've been involved with the Raiders broadcasting ever since Derek was drafted um, nine years ago, ten years ago, whatever it is, they got tremendous value for him. Him coming out of Fresno State in the second round, they didn't have to use the first-round pick for him. They, they, they went and got tremendous value on him. Derek Carr is a capable quarterback. He can make every throw on the field. I have never, never not said that in my entire time of covering him. He's athletic. He can run when he chooses to, but he's not that type of he's not that type of quarterback. Um, he has learned how to. When he first came into the league, he was it, it wasn't comfortable for him to go under center. He had to take everything from shotgun snaps, but he later changed that, worked on that, and got better than that in his career. I think he's. I think he's one of those quarterbacks that can be considered. I would say uh, when you look at a breakdown, I don't. I would say top twelve, top thirteen yeah. quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Okay, I would say that capable. The problem has become, and this is no, this is nothing. This is no knock sure. on him because uh, it, you know I think he could still have a prosperous for his career. He did, you know, he ran up the yards. The stats are where they are. The problem become over having so many different offensive coordinators is decision making. That's been a problem. Like and you, and you, there's, you know, when you look at the Raiders situation, it's my opinion that, you know, they had to make a move because they have gone through so many head coaches during this time, so many offensive coordinators during this time, and they only have two playoff games and don't have a playoff win. Things had to change. Lincoln Kennedy joining us here on the Heaster Oddwater Group Hotline. That's Jovius. I'm Joe Giglio. Lincoln, when you think of Derek Carr at 31, that's a different 31 than, say, a quarterback who runs, right? Or, or even a Jimmy Garoppolo right. who's been more injured. Do you think Derek, right. the team, the next team that signs him, do you think he has another four or five years in him? I do. I think he's capable, especially the way he plays. I mean, you know, what the Raiders did – Last year, uh, you know, by going out and getting another coach after the John Gruden debacle, what the Raiders did is they, they went and they got somebody who was teaching, you know, statue quarterbacks, <laughs> you know, who's yeah. working with his entire career, you know what I mean? So it's, it, it's one of those things where you could still, you have to have the right program for him because he's not a Lamar Jackson. You know, he's not. Um, you know, I wouldn't even necessarily say he's, he's an Aaron Rodgers because – as I said, I'm critical of Derek not using his leg to extend plays, which mm. I think the game is kind of involved in. But if you put the right support group around him, I think he, he could be successful and give you another four years. And, you know, look, I, he goes to the right team, mm. gets the right situation. I, I think he could be good for wherever he goes. It's funny you mentioned that. Lincoln Kennedy joining us, Las Vegas Raiders Radio Network, here on the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovias. We we were talking with Bomani Jones, ESPN's right-time mm -hmm. podcast, HBO's Game Theory, and we got on the topic of C.J. Stroud, that 
Right. Well, there's there, there's this irony that all of a sudden C.J. Stroud's passing ability is not questioned. We're now wondering right. if he has the athleticism. It's like, wait a minute, <laughs> this the the script has been flipped a little bit here. Uh, and I guess, as you said, the game has evolved to a point where these things truly are expected. Now, I think that's a good thing. I mean, having covered the Carolina Panthers for so long, I used to get into arguments with people about Cam Newton and his usage. Like, no, use him this way. That's a strength right. for him. Now we're seeing this widely accepted. I think it's fascinating. I think you see, you know, there was a there was a moment, and I think it kind of started at Ohio State, you know, not too long ago, where they took their best athlete and made him a quarterback and tried to develop him over the years. And then it kind of just morphed into the league where you saw more and more schools doing that. And not necessarily not necessarily had systems for a running quarterback. Like you guys were talking about the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. And Lamar Jackson, even though he's one of an MVP, what did the Ravens have to do offensive-wise? They had to go and study what he was doing at Louisville to bring it back and make it a part of his buildup and have him have more success. And they reap the rewards from it as long as they go. You won MVP, you know, he's a standout star. You see more and more doing that. So I've always believed the strength of a coach is creating a system that best utilizes your players not trying to create players that best utilize your system. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where you have to have the right system. And, have, you know, coming into the league, when I did, and came in 93, I was part of the run and shoot. I hated the run and shoot <laughs> in Atlanta. I couldn't stand it. I mean, you know, it's like, why am I backing up all the time? I'm a six powerful guy. I want to go forward, run people over. But I couldn't stand the run and shoot. So I, I, I did not have success with that system. That's why I burnt out every three years. I couldn't wait to get out of there. Um, but, you know, you've got to have the right system if you want to have a long career. Derek has done well for himself. He's one of the top-paid quarterbacks in the league, and, and, but at the same point, he hasn't, has not translated into the success. Not to mean he can't, he just hasn't. While we have you, Lincoln, is, and I, I still think of you at Washington, I still think of the great team that you were on the championship team and your teammate Ed Cunningham and – I yeah. think I think of the the glory days there, college football. Is is the Pac-12 or Pac-10 going to be okay? You think moving forward? Well, the Pac-12 is going to move forward, and they're going to you know they're going to expand after they get the new TV deal. Um, and I think it'll be okay. You look at the Pac-12 last year. I also do college football games for them. You know they they had seven teams in bowl games. I don't think anybody expected that. Um, you know national national nationwide. But what I've been saying all along. Uh, is is the in order for the Pac-12 to be relevant, they have to win bowl games. Mm-hmm. They were able to do that last year. Prior to that, it was very difficult for them. Uh, but now you see the 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 fact that the wealth is being spread around. I mean, Ohio State just backed out of a deal with Washington and a home of home. You know, how many times have you seen that happen? Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it, it just doesn't happen. Money sacred for everything else. So, you know, now you you still have a lot of schools in the country that play that. Um, that, that, that calendar schedule game where you have a big game and either before it or the week after it, you have a cupcake or, uh, uh, you know, or, or, or a buy. You still have schools that do that. But the Pac-12, what I appreciate most is they, their roundtable or their, their roundabout, they have to play nine conference games. And, and it's a, in a conference where there is competition, there is parity, and anyone can be beaten. We've seen it over the years. In addition to being an unbelievable offensive lineman, you have arguably the most memorable name in the history of college football and, and maybe even pro football. <laughs> How much money do you think you would have made in name, image, and likeness? 
Oh, I tell you, I, I would have been a god up in Seattle. I would have owned half the Alaskan Airlines and Starbucks <laughs> and everything else if, if I had NIL back in the time. I just know, you know, it's about the funny about my name. Somebody was just asking me about it. You know, why don't you run for politics? I said, first of all, I have a name, Lincoln Kennedy. I said, somebody will shoot at me just because. Okay? I don't wish ill on anybody, but somebody, somebody would take a shot at oh, Lincoln Kennedy. Got to shoot at him. What are you going to do? So. I'm not going into politics. You ain't going. You're not going to any plays. You're not going through Dallas. You're not doing any of that. Nope. All right. No, no, no. Lincoln Kennedy, we appreciate the time. Have a good weekend. You guys take care. Career-driven individuals ready to unlock your potential? Discover William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Our classes are tailored for the working professional. Attend class on your terms with our online sessions and choose from various start dates throughout the year. Dive into a curriculum designed for success. Every class is a stepping stone that takes you closer to your career goals. Take one or more classes. It's in your hands. Elevate your career with William Peace University's School of Professional Studies. Dive deeper at williampeace.info sps. Your journey begins here. The golfers are golfing, Joe. Yeah. John Rahm yesterday went low, but today he came back to earth. You know I get upset about this, Joe, because I don't want the favorites to win. Uh, Yeah, I know that. You've been, I don't want to say distracted, but you have certainly kept an eye on some sporting events today, and your mood has swung several times. It gets emotional because, speaking of swings and swungs, did you see this Netflix series Full Swing? I'm aware of it. I have okay. not watched it I've had it like yet. four different people who know nothing about golf mm-hmm. since I had my couple days off last week who were like, oh, you should really watch that Netflix. Are you watching it? Because I was watching the golf. I was like, no, I haven't watched any of this. This I should blame all of Formula One on this, shouldn't I? Yes. Because of the success that they had on Netflix well, with that. Quick, quick point on that. You're right. Formula One and the popularity that we've seen over the last couple years, a lot of people have theorized that it's directly tied to drive... Uh, the, what is it? Drive to Survive. I think that's what the show is called on 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 Netflix. I have not watched the show. I'm aware of it. I have seen one episode of that, and it was tremendous. Cool. It, apparently, it looks good. It gets you invested with people that you might not otherwise know. It tells a story so that when you do get to the upcoming season, you are then tied in with those storylines. This works for what I would consider niche products. Golf is a largely sure. niche product, but it can be personality driven because of the individual. Golf's perfect for it. F1 is perfect for it because you have your drivers who are the main characters. You have your principal owners who can be characters too. It, it all works that way. But not everything can be Netflixed. I will, I'm will. i laughing though because your favorite golfer is actually Brooks Kepka. Yeah. For, or relatively speaking. For, for right? ironic reasons. You find yes. him to be the most interesting. Yes. One Now, a lot of this was filmed last year. So one of the episodes focuses on Brooks Kepka, mm-hmm. And apparently the episode is him like, at his, this unbelievable home that he owns. And his, I don't know if you've ever seen his wife before, but she's somewhat of a, you know, one of these. She's very beautiful. Let's put mm-hmm. it that way. And she spends most of the episode at their pool in this bikini. And he's like whining about how he can't win at golf anymore. And one of my friends was like, this guy needs like a reality check like he needs to watch this episode and be like hey i think my life is okay right now (laughs) you know he does have a couple of majors in his back pocket as well but so i think that that part might actually you might your guy brooks kepler might be an interesting one i'll have to uh, i'll have to go check that out honestly part of the issue why i don't watch shows like that is because i don't think i'm the intended audience sure you know like 
if they were to do something similar for ACC basketball purposes or even the NFL, like I never really watched Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. Because I feel that like is the temp- hard knocks is the template. It is the template, but yeah. I never really got into hard knocks because I already know so much about what's going on in the news cycle that it's like you can't you can't escape it. Whereas golf needs things like this to kind of break through and be different, just like F one needs to break through yeah. and be different and give you a reason to care. Whereas professional sports like football, you already care because it's built in, because it's the city, it's your state, sure. it's this and that, whatever. So. No, credit credit to, to, to golf for understanding this, by the way. Next up. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. There will be no back-to-back-to-back-to-back championship at the ACC tournament for the NC State women. They got bounced today by Notre Dame, 66-60. to 60. Um, Look, I mean, it's... Westmore and and that program have done an incredible job over the last couple of years. Uh, And ACC basketball around them has also been really, really good. It's a testament to to what Westmore has been able to do the last ACC tournaments, uh, given how difficult the ACC women's draw is. But they got bounced today by Notre Uh, Dame. The top seed. Top seed. seed. Louisville beat Wake Forest 74-48. Coming up at 6 o'clock, you've got another matchup between the Tar Heels and the Blue Devils. That is a top 25 matchup. These are top-seeded teams in this matchup in the quarterfinal. That's coming your way at 6 o'clock. Next up. One, two, three. John Bones Jones. I don't know a whole lot about UFC, Joe. Yeah. But I do know that name. Main eventing tomorrow night, UFC. Here's Victoria's MMA fight secret. It's the return of the Jones. UFC 285 is bringing a card most have been anticipating for a while now. With a familiar face to Las Vegas after a three-year absence, John Jones is coming back a little heavier and trying out his luck in the heavyweight division against two I believe is someone with a promising career. Cyril Gaon may have half of the experience Jones does, but is it past Jones's prime? Jones has won the last 17 matchups he's faced, but was this break the breaking point for his career? There's no denying what he was three years ago and all of the achievements in the octagon, but how is the three-year rust and a little extra poundage going to pan out for him? Not only that, we have a co-main event with a girl who trains by punching trees, Valentina Shevchenko, who is hoping to keep her title against Alexa Grosso, as well as someone who's still pretty green in the UFC, Bo Nickel, who he's trying to make a name for himself as he fights Jamie Pickett, and regardless of his short record, he's considered the favorite. Plus, we have 13 other fights who I'm sure will give us surprises and upsets because this card was just made for it. Who knows? Maybe the return of a GOAT will also cause their winning record to be gone. That's Victoria. That's the MMA Minute. Let's see what happens this weekend. Next up. And I don't even care who number two is. QBs be talking. That's what happened at the Combine today. A couple of names that the Panthers fans would be interested in. That would be Will Levis, perhaps Anthony Richardson, right? Uh, Most mock drafts have Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud going early in this draft. Who's the third QB? What? Like one or two? Did you say Brock Young? I said Bryce Young. Right? I said Bryce Young, right? 
More great news for Cary commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org slash nc. Sure. Look, man, look, I, go I, back I, tech I, look, it's fine. I, I accidentally killed off Jerry Jones I know. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, One of yeah, our coworkers yeah, came poor, over poor and was David. like, hey. Uh... Yeah, da- da- <laughs> David, David freaked out yesterday, and he told me about it. It's like, yeah, okay. man, it's like 5.55, and you're going to the break, and he said Jerry Jones passed away, and I went, oh, yeah, I meant to say Jerry Richardson. He's like, yeah, I'm pulling up my phone? Like, what happened? I'm like, yeah, that's my bad. I can add Jerry's to the list of people I get mixed up all the time. I feel like Brock Sam. Young played basketball at ECU. No, I said, I'm pretty sure I said Bryce Young. Okay. Anyway. Maybe I just heard it. Maybe. Maybe that's the case. Not to be confused with Brock Lesnar. Regardless. We were just talking about UFC. There are Panthers fans who are high on Will Levis. He has met with the Panthers. Here's Levis, who wants to unleash his arm cannon. What that conversation was like. Yeah, it's fun. And uh, Josh McCown is in there, too. So to kind of have him explain the offense and then have me relay it back to them. I think it's a great way for them to kind of figure out my knowledge and then also learn whatever I can from them as well. That's Will Levis talking about his meeting with the Panthers. Meanwhile, you got Anthony Richardson, as we talked about with Pomani Jones. He's a guy that somebody can win really big with if it pans out. Richardson talked about the label of being a project. I don't even know uh, what, that, what that means, project label. But, uh, you know, I'm willing to bring anything, you know, anything, everything that they need from me. You know, I'm going to work hard. You know, I'm going to be dedicated to my craft. You know, I'm just, you know, be a leader in, in, that, in that organization. So uh, just grow and continue to grow. That's Anthony Richardson on the idea that he I is somehow that. a label. I love how the combine now, it wasn't just, before it was like, let's gawk at people running the 40. Mm-hmm. Maybe even throwing and, and running routes on air. Now there is, you just said it, today's talking day. Mm-hmm. Like there's talking day at the combine now. You really don't think the NFL has the world by, by the by, 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 by the handle by the uh, by the David Tepper brass balls by the handle yeah they do because we're sitting here we're not talking about we're not even talking about practice no, we're talking about talking talking day at the combine it is talking <laughs> season unbelievable all right here's a mock draft that Dennis put uh, in our uh, in our Perfect. in our timeline yep. this is from Josh Edwards mm-hmm. well I mean, who would not respect the Josh Edwards. 2023 mock draft, Anthony Richardson lands with Raiders as four QBs go in the top seven. Cowboys, Bills, snag linebackers. I love how these things are headlined as though it actually happened. And this is, I guess this is the SEO world that we live in. Like, what? It's fan fiction. It's pure fan fiction. Baby Grogu Mm -hmm. managed to meet Chewbacca. He did. 
but we don't see it on screen. Did you know he trained with Luke for two years? We won't show you that. Here's my fan fiction on it, though. That's what this is. That's what this is. <laughs> Anthony Richardson lands with the Raiders as four QBs go in the top seven, meaning that the Carolina Panthers don't get one of these so, QBs. I think you're... No, I take that back. Mock trade with the Detroit Lions. The, the Panthers moved up to the sixth spot to get one guess. Will Levis. Will Levis. Question for you. Maybe and maybe I didn't ask it properly to Darren Gant when we talked to him. And if you missed that conversation, of course, catch it on the Best of the OG podcast. In years like this, when teams reach for quarterbacks, yeah, I think you're with me. I think Stroud, legit, sure. I'm. I would not take any of the other. No, they're all. They're all. I reaches. would not take any of them before that spot. Yeah, they're all reaches. They feel like reaches. When when that happens, you're going to have other players, defensive ends, defensive linemen. Mm-hmm cornerbacks, receivers, offensive linemen. I haven't heard anyone mention the best offensive lineman in the draft. You know, in in other years, that's a top three pick. So potentially there's some true value there at nine for the Panthers if if that goes the way that we think it could go. And again, this leads me back to maybe maybe you sign Derek Carr. Maybe you sign Jimmy Garoppolo. And you you get potentially the guy who would be the number one overall pick in this draft fall to you at nine. Don't reach. It's as simple as that. Don't reach. Next up. Duke. Carolina. It's happening Saturday. That's about all I can really say. Um, The vibe around this one is kind of... Carolina needs it. I think most people understand that Carolina needs this to help with their NCAA tournament chances. But I guess the, the part that I'm pushing back on, Joe isn't necessarily for basketball reasons. It's more for, as I like to point out, vibes. Okay? Most people know I'm a vibes guy. And last year, I called it. What were the vibes going into the last game of the regular season? Cameron Indoor Stadium, Coach K's farewell party, all these players coming back. Duke was going to be gripping tight. Carolina was going to that building and fancy with free. not a care in the world. What's it to them? They lose, that's expected. They beat them, they're legends. How'd that play out? Just like that. Just like that. It's not the same this year. It's just not. And there's this attitude that has become pervasive that I do not like. That, well, remember last year. Remember last year. Remember last year. This team can still turn it around. I'm thinking to myself, that's not what the season was supposed to be about. If anything, you should look at the totality of the regular season and question this Carolina squad for not understanding the assignment to use kids' parlance. So, what makes you believe that the situations are truly the same going into this final game of the regular season? You know who is fun and fancy free right now? It ain't the Tar Heels who are gripping tight because they know if they lose on Saturday, they might not make the NCAA tournament. And that messes with you, especially for a team that was the preseason number one with Armando Baycott having visions of joining the great Centaur Heel legend. Duke goes into this game going, hey, man, we're in the tournament. We like our group. We know who we are. If we lose, eh, we go to the ACC tournament, see if we can win a championship. Carolina's gripping, man. Yes, I would also say Duke is motivated in the sense that you could potentially keep Carolina out of the tournament. And after going through a whole off season of hey, you know, the, yeah. it was nice. It was nice of you to join us in this rivalry, but yeah. this rivalry is over. Yeah. And I've talked about this. Yes, they ended Mike Shashevsky's career, but they didn't end the rivalry. Because what happens if 
John run, John Shire runs off a few of these wins, and then all of a sudden you're going, I would I, if if I'm Duke Blue Planet and all the other things that they're known for, mm-hmm. I am putting, I am pulling a full Penn State and going, Duke has never lost to North Carolina, <laughs> and just in real small print under John Shire, that's what I would do. That's the number one thing I would do. Your heart, it's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.